0: Wednesday morning, the 25th of May, 2022. Daniel pedigree with you. Tradies news in a nutshell and a big hour, busy hour to get through before uh, breakfast comes along at 6am. Number still the same, 1300 01 1170 or you can text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Going to have a chat to Matty Cox in around about 15 minutes time from now. Uh, but let's start the show off uh, with a tennis update. French Open lot happening. And it's thanks, of course, to Be Solar. Let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit Solar to learn more. Brett Phillips, SDN tennis expert, is on the line. Morning, Brett. Uh, not a great day for the Australians.
1: Yeah, morning, uh, Dan. Look, only about uh, literally 20 minutes ago. What a heartbreaking loss for uh, Alex oh. de Manor, our our number one. He's gone down in... What, just shy of four hours, three hours and 59 on the clock um, against little Hugo Gaston who packs a mean punch, uh, 173 centimetres, a little lefty from France. I mean, go back uh, two years ago, he actually beat Stan Babrinka in five, the three-time major champion. Then he lost to Dominic team uh, of course, a former world number no. three in five sets. So he has played big matches in Paris, but that crowd... Uh, Today. Mm. I mean, just think of an Aussie with that at the Australian Open. I reckon it was the decibel uh, meter was uh, tenfold. (laughs) Uh, It was raucous. It was a football slash Davis Cup type crowd, and Hugo certainly fed off that. Small margins. uh, Look, Demon trailed two sets to one. He won the fourth set, six love, and it came Mm. down to a what a 10 point tiebreaker, uh, which uh, Gaston has won 10 4. So that'll sting. De because he would have looked at that. You know he's ranking up against the world number 74 as a very winnable first round match. But yeah, the margins in men's professional tennis are pretty tight. And then yeah, John Millman, look he fought like he normally does. Uh, it looked like that match uh, was getting away very early, six one. I think he was two one down in the second, and then he rallied to really push um, uh, Sebastian Quarter in the second set, uh, third set. He had a real opportunity at a set point to get it to four and just couldn't quite nail it. So. Yeah, we've only got one uh, Aussie male. What left on the men's side? And that's Jason Kubler, who will play uh, later on tonight.
0: Brett, where do you put uh, Alex De Moore at the moment in the scheme of uh, world tennis? No doubt has a lot of potential and has done some good things, but still not able to crack that top 10 at the moment.
1: Yeah, look, it's a huge mountain to climb. Mm. Uh, the the calibre of player in front of him is exceptional, and then the players in and around him, uh, very, very good. And then you have got, you know, Hugo and Gaston beats him today. Who's seventy four in the world? Mm. So it's just the depth is enormous. And look, uh, you know, if you just look at it, um, you know, by the number he to get to, you know, fifteen in the world, which has been his highest ranking, is a mighty effort. I mean, just to be ranked twenty in the world is is an incredible achievement. Mm. And maybe that might just be his ceiling, down. I'm not sure. You know, there's a, look, he's still young. There's, there could be a window that possibly opens up for Alex. But, you know, he's got that tenacious Aussie spirit, which is just a you know beautiful thing to have. You know he's going to be super competitive. He doesn't have the biggest serve. He's got to grind really, really hard to win points. So it's not easy. He doesn't have the firepower of the bigger guys on tour. Um, but he's got a big heart. So maybe maybe one day it might just get him you know to, uh, to get him a top prize in tennis but yeah it's it's, it's tough out there
0: um extremely popular player joe wilford songer played his last match overnight
1: well it was emotional yeah. uh, today and look you know <laughs> you know against kasper ruud who's an excellent clay quarter from norway who's had a lot of success the last couple of years elevating into the top 10 uh, look, well, three of the sets went to tiebreakers, and in the end, Joe he couldn't actually even serve. He, he injured his right shoulder. He he wanted to play the match out. Um, he had some treatment there uh, towards the, the end of that uh, fourth set, and yeah, look, he just linked to uh, you know the tiebreaker. He didn't win a point, basically. But that wasn't really the you know the main point of it all. I mean, Joe was just celebrated on court. Uh, look, a great career, to be honest. I mean, world number five. Made that Australian Open final when Novak won his first mm. Australian Open back in 2008, semis of the French in Wimbledon. You know, he's earned over $22, $22 million in prize money. I mean, he's done so many great things, and he's just one of those many players who was probably unfortunate, Dan, to play in the Djokovic and the Dale mm. Federer era when you're so close, but you just can't crack it because the big three have been so good. Uh, but he's entertained us, he's been effervescent. The French have always been had that charisma and that style about them. And, yeah, there are a few tears uh, shed on. Uh, court. Philippe Chartier today, a very popular player wherever he's been around the world.
0: Yeah, always very entertaining to watch, isn't he? And very, very popular, as you said. Uh, from someone that's retiring to a new star on the horizon, uh, Brett.
1: Well, it's not just Carlos Alcaraz because mm. we've been talking about him a lot and for good reason. But the next one, who's about the same age, who's coming, is uh, Holger Vitas Nodskoff. Room. Very well said. Well, thank goodness for us. He's uh, just a, he shortened it—the Holger Garoon, but that is the full name. Uh, he beat Denis Shevvelov today. Now, Shevvelov has been one of my favourites. You know, he's been top ten. Denis, lefty from Canada, um, and he's been—you know—one of that many next generation who are chasing the big three. And here comes Holger, who's chasing the likes of Denis Shapovalov. That's how strong the depth is in the game. So watch out for Holger Rune. He's closing in on uh, the top 30, and he's as driven as Elkaraz, let me tell you. And Denmark, uh, they produced Caroline Wozniacki, of mm. course, world number one and major champion. Uh, they've never had any great success on the men's side, so he might just be one that'll uh, come through in the singles ranks.
0: Yeah, brand-new generation coming through. Brett, thank you very much. We'll chat again tomorrow, and I'm sure another big uh, night coming up later on tonight in the French Open.
1: Indeed. Thanks, Dan.
0: Thanks, mate. Brett Phillips there, SEN tennis expert. You can also catch him on Channel 9 doing uh, great stuff, and that's thanks to B Solar. Let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit b. Solar to learn more. Uh, it is six past five.
1: The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem, built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem.
0: Yes, uh, to The Hot Topic, and now at seven past five, always great to chat to Brett Phillips. Uh, however, don't forget uh, that if you want to need to replacing, get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Uh, seven past five on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Got Barcelona coming out uh, tonight to play in the All Stars, uh, and you'll hear that also on SEN later on tonight. But what team? And we've had EPL teams in the past come out. Uh, No one will uh, will ever forget Liverpool, the MCG, what, about six or seven years ago, that version of You'll Never Walk Alone. But what team would you love to see or what player uh, of a certain sport that may have already come out here, so if you want to see them again, they can be included, but a team that you haven't seen from a, a team in world sport, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. What team from around the world would you love to see play in Australia? O four five seven seven three six seven three six 736 or 1300 01 1170. As I said, Barcelona in the country, and you will hear that later on tonight on SEN at eight minutes past five. 1300 01 1170 or o four five seven seven three six seven three six. 736 A bit of NRL news around as well. NRL Chief Executive Andrew Abdo has appealed for more respect to be shown to match officials as head office prepares to sanction Manly over attacks on the referees by coach Des Hasler and his players. Now, Andrew Abdo has confirmed he was reviewing Hasler's criticism of the officiating in his side's loss to Parramatta on Friday night. The Sea Eagles boss took aim immediately after the game and then again on Saturday and Sunday as he stewed over the side's defeat. The review has now been broadened following comments by some of Manly's players on Tuesday as they continue to simmer over Friday night's loss. A prop Josh Ola-A was the most critical as he claimed the Sea Eagles were hard done by. The refs did them no favours and he was unhappy with their performance. Um, Captain Daly Cherry Evans resisted adding fuel to the fire. Abdo declined to speak specifically about the Manly coach on Tuesday as he launched an Indigenous round, but he did urge coaches and players to lead by example and show more respect for the match officials. His comments are under review, so I won't talk specifically about his comments. I'll talk generally. It's important for all of us as a sport to strive to hit the standards of professionalism we want on and off the field and the way we behave. Respect for match officials and referees is important, not just at NRL level. We all have a job to do to recognise, respect and acknowledge the difficult job the match officials do, Andrew Abdo went on to say. Uh, so it looks like Des Hasler and the Manly Seagulls Club could be in a slight bit of trouble there. We'll see what unfolds over the course of the next day or so. 0457 736 736 is the text number. You can call, would love to hear from you this morning on 1300 01 70. What sporting side would you like to see? Come to Australia, or a sporting player that may have never graced our shores. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 70 we We'll take a break on the other side of this. We're going to speak to Matty Cox down in Melbourne. It is 14 past five. We'll have a chat to Matty Cox in just a second. Asking what sporting team or player would you love to see uh, come to Australia? Jason says, I'd love to see the Tennessee Titans in the NFL play in Australia. Thank you, Jason. A few more texts there. I'll get to them shortly. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Let's have a chat to Matty Cox.
2: Host of Tradies in Sydney, Dan Pettigrew, joins us. Morning to you, Dan. Morning, Matty. How are you going? Very well, thank you, mate. How are you?
0: Yes, very well. And I didn't say morning to myself this week, so that's an improvement on last week for those who are listening.
2: <laughs> it is. You've, uh, you, must, you must have got a good night's sleep.
0: I did. I did. I went to sleep at like quarter past seven, very early. Anyway, no one cares about that.
2: <laughs> no, no, they don't Don't even know why I brought it up. No. <laughs> what's, go- <laughs> what's going on in the NRL landscape this week, the state of origin. Is everyone starting to get a bit excited about that?
0: Yeah, well, it's only two weeks away. Uh, This time in two weeks, Wednesday the 8th of June, the first game in Sydney. So teams getting named uh, over the weekend, Sunday night and uh, Monday morning, I think it is for Queensland. Yeah, there's excitement building. I think it will get... Uh, more exciting when we get a bit close to the time. I know Vossi was saying on our breakfast show here in Sydney yesterday that uh, he loves State of Origin, as does everyone, but it does get in the way of the NRL season. I think particularly this year, obviously we've got those two teams the Panthers and the Storm, despite their past couple of weeks, uh, way ahead of the other teams at the moment, but the NRL's been pretty much flying this year, so we do now have a situation where after this weekend, for about six or seven weeks, it's all sort of interrupted by State of Origin, but it is the showpiece event of our season and uh, yeah two weeks a day it all gets underway out at Accor Stadium in Sydney.
2: A couple of years ago during COVID it got shifted to after Mm. the season is there an appetite starting to build for that to occur on a more regular basis given the interruptions that you've just alluded to?
0: It's always been talked about but I think when we saw that happen and we know why it had to happen due to the COVID situation but Um, I don't think it – people still watched it, but I definitely don't think it rated as well as it does in the middle of the year, which is a big thing, obviously, uh, for Channel 9 and all the broadcast partners that they want uh, it to rate. Um, And also – I just don't think it felt right there. I don't know where you'd put it. Many, many years ago, we had a situation, I think in the early 2000s, where you had three weekends where it would be played, but that would be it. It would all, the, all three would be played on a Sunday night. Um, and we do have that this year again as well, when the second game gets taken to Perth in four or five weeks and we've got a rep weekend and no NRL on. But I don't think there's any really perfect solution to it, Maddie. You could move it towards the end of the season, but then you've got players injured, fatigued, players missing out on being able to play um so i just think it's probably just going to have to stay where it is um i don't think um channel 9 or the nrl really are interested in moving it permanently but it definitely does disrupt the nrl season and does disrupt some of those top clubs
2: and you'd think if it did move towards the end of the year then it, it there is a disruption there as well given it would impact finals as well There's the the it would almost not get lost in the wash but it would be competing for attention, you would assume.
0: And the other thing as well is at the back end of our rugby league seasons, now uh – for the past couple of years, we haven't really had any internationals, but we've got a Rugby League World Cup uh, this year now. You can think what you like about the Rugby League World Cup, but you've still got, uh, apart from that, most years we do try and play some international football um, at the back end of uh, the year. So it, that would get lost, and that's something that's still try to grow, and I think it's important for the game that we do try and grow the international game. So uh, I don't think Origin would work there because it would just take the gloss off uh, any of the international football that's played after the NRL season.
2: And the other element to all this as well is you've got an NRLW season that Mm. usually occupies that time slot as well, which our AFLW season, it's finally been confirmed after a lot of speculation over the last couple of months, will be moving to a similar time frame from August to the end of November. How do you think that will play out, given your code has had experience in a similar time slot. There was an NRLW season earlier this year, but that was to make up for the COVID impacts over the last year or two. How how do you think you, you see that playing out? And you got to remember too, we're going to have all 18 clubs in the AFLW now as well.
0: Yeah, well that's, that is definitely a positive. Um, well, I think we look at what's happened with the NRLW since it launched and basically the format has been that it would launch maybe a week or two before the NRL finals and then would basically be played in conjunction with the NRL finals with the grand final to be played on grand final day. But this year we saw, as you said, we had to make up uh, the 2020 season. So we played the 2020 season at the start Of 2021, and it had a bit of uh, free space um, before the NRL season started, and uh, I think it was the most popular season ever. Now I know. It's probably not the greatest time to play it in terms of the heat. It is quite warm uh, at the end of February and early March in Sydney and Queensland and around Australia. But I do think it might be something, and I, I don't know if the NRL will look at this, but I think probably something they might look at is how successful it was at the back end of, uh, well, sorry, at the start of this season before uh, the men's NRL season started. But we've got one uh, coming up, as you said, uh, towards the end of the year in conjunction with the end of the NRL men's season into uh, the final series and I think that will just continue to gain momentum. Uh, some of the football played in terms of the NRL. Uh, w was fantastic over the past, well, uh, a couple of months ago. And, look, I, I think having the AFL-W season at that time of the year, as long as it can find its uh, own uh, air, I suppose, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue and it continues and keeps AFL in the headline headlines for many more months to come.
2: It's curious, isn't it, how both codes are approaching these seasons? Mm. Obviously, they're not... The extended seasons that we see for the men's competition and we understand why because it's not completely full time yet and it still needs the financial resources to be able to ensure that we can play at the very elite level. But it's curious to see that the NRL has gone down the path of hosting it in the traditional time slot, the traditional winter time slot or finishing the season at the end point. Traditionally, that it is for the men, and yet the AFLW has always sought to find space on its own. It, mm. it was placed in summer for that reason it was to try and give it its own space to breathe. Mm. After having it for the last six or so years, they moved it, they edged it forward a month this year, and it was actually supposed to start in December last year, but because of COVID and the impacts there that it got pushed back by a month. Mm. And now that there's this shift and we're having back-to-back seasons quite close together, mm. it's just very, very curious to see how both codes are going about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting what the NRL do uh, in t- terms of the NRLW once this season is done. I, I did notice as well uh, the AFL doing something that the NRL hasn't done uh, for a long time now. They've stuck with their traditional grand final announcement earlier this week.
2: They did, they did. We're going to a 2.30 start at the MCG, Mm. so the first time the grand final returns to its spiritual home a little later this year. I know all Victorians are very excited about having the grand final back after it being up at the Gabba in 2020 and over in Perth last year. Those fixtures, it was a night grand final up at the Gabba. It was a twilight fixture over in Perth, Mm. but it's returning to the traditional Saturday afternoon time slot. And, Dan, I'm a traditionalist. I get a little bit romantic when it comes to these sorts of things. I'm glad it's going to the 2.30 time slot. I would have been happy if it was maybe a twilight. I can get away with that. Mm. But I'm a big no to a, no, a night grand final. Not for our game, at the minimum. I, I just I enjoy the spectacle of a, Sunday, a Saturday afternoon that's mm. sunny, warm weather, that red Sharon, nothing beats it on grand final day. And then you can go out and have a bit of fun afterwards yep. if you're part of the successful team. So oh, that's where I sit in the scheme of things. But your Codes experienced a night grand final for a long period of time now. Where, do you, where would you sit if, if you had the choice... Day or night grand final?
0: And one of the comments that are made uh, in Sydney about the AFL grand final, Maddie, is the fact that you can have that concert that you guys have been having before COVID uh, after the grand final, and you can go out and have a good time. Look, uh, night grand final. uh, I think it's been a night grand final since 2001. I'm pretty sure the last day grand final was 2000. Um, Look, I don't mind the night grand final, but I do. I would say it does hamper uh, you if you know if we're not kicking off until seven seven thirty at some occasions. If your team is in it uh, and they do go on uh, to win it, by the time that uh, game is done, it's nine thirty, in the presentation and everything else, it's 10.00, ten ten thirty. So it probably does hamper. Uh, I know some clubs don't get back to wherever they're celebrating until one two a.m. in the morning. So I do get that uh, argument of it, but. Uh, To be honest, uh, I don't see uh, the night grand final ever leaving uh, the NRL. Um, And and at the end of the day, it still sells out. It still rates very well on TV. I I know a lot of people would love a day grand final or a twilight grand final, and we did have that at one point in time a few years back. But, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, it's ever going to change from a night grand final as much as people would love to see it back in the afternoon. I just can't see that happening.
2: Too much of a spectacle now, and I suppose that's – That's what we thought might happen with the AFL, but they haven't gone down that path. And as I said, because I'm a traditionalist, I'm very happy about it. (laughs) Good on you, Dan. Appreciate the chat as always, mate. Enjoy the week and enjoy Indigenous round ahead for you guys. Yes, looking forward to it. We'll chat next week. Will do. Dan Pettigrew.
0: Yeah, Matty Cox there in Melbourne, host of and uh, News in a Nutshell in Melbourne, and you hear him every week talking to me and uh, when I'm away as well. Twenty-five past five, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or you can call 1-300-01-1170. Don't forget, this season, Makita helps you rule the outdoors. Asking you, uh, Barcelona playing tonight. You will hear that on SEN as well uh, later on tonight, playing the All-Stars. Asking you, which team would you like to either see come back to Australia or a team that has never been to Australia or um, a player? Um, which player has never made it in any sport uh, to Australia? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, someone says the Harlequins rugby team. Uh, okay, uh, it says hot nub. Uh, so thank you for that. Good text. Um, and also, uh, Yoval Treeman has been in touch. Hi, Dan. Would love to see the pinstripes of the New York Yankees play a baseball game in Australia from the Yoval Treman. Yes, I think that would be a fairly uh, popular one. Um, to see the Yankees there. I think a lot of NFL teams would be fairly popular as well if they could uh, come to Australia and play a competitive NFL match. I think that would be fantastic. If you've got any suggestions, though, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy at 26 past five. Uh, now, Adam Reynolds, uh, he has uh, been ruled out Uh, for this weekend's game for the Broncos against the Titans on Friday night. Now Reynolds missed last week's win over the Knights with groin soreness and now a fresh hamstring concern will see him sidelined as the Broncos shoot for six consecutive wins. Who saw that coming? Against the Gold Coast Suncorp Stadium. Now, he was hopeful of being fit to face the Titans, uh, only to suffer another setback on Tuesday when he experienced hamstring tightness, which forced him to finish training early at Red Hill. We know they managed to win without Reynolds in Newcastle uh, the other day, last Thursday night. Uh, but we'll see how they go without him in Round 12 of the NRL against the Titans, who... I have to say, aren't setting the world on fire themselves. And you'd think even without Reynolds, Brisbane would be favourite, but you never know. Uh, meanwhile, Titans weapon David Fafita is pushing to make a last-ditch bid for state of origin selection by attempting to return from a knee injury against the Broncos. Fafita is set to be named an extended squad for the Queensland Derby at Suncorp Stadium. Um, the Knights, who have lost uh, eight of their past nine games, uh, has triggered coach Adam O'Brien to drop halfback Adam Clune, who started the season off very well, but uh, yeah, haven't been in great form. Uh, Ricky Stewart will welcome back uh, off-season recruit Jamel Fockety uh, for their game this weekend. And coach, Manly coach Hasler, Hassler, uh, he's named Ruben Garrick at fullback to replace Tom Travojevic, which most people expected. There's been a few rumours that it might not be him, but uh, he's the one at least that has been named to play fullback for Manly in that game. Tomorrow night uh, comes around quickly, doesn't it, against the Melbourne Storm in there in Melbourne, which is a crucial game, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow, which is a crucial game uh, for both clubs. 1 01 1170, the phone number you can text 0457 736 736. What sporting team, what sporting player would you love to see come to Australia? Which one would you pay money to see and go to uh, their game? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Don't forget, after 6am through 1170, Sydney will be uh, and James Magnuson this morning taking you through breakfast and through SENQ and 1620 Gold Coast. It's Padden Heels. We'll take a break, come back with more. It's 28 and a half past five. Yes, is. and it? it is 6 to 6 a.m. on the open line 300 01 1170. Chris from Rose Bay is there. Morning, Chris.
1: Morning. I just want to nominate a team I'd like to see come out here, and that yes. would be Paris Saint Germain in the soccer because they have three of the greatest players in the world in Mm. their team. They've got Mbappe, they've got Neymar from Brazil, and they've got Lionel Messi. And can you imagine if they played at Homebush or at the MCG, they would sell it out twice or three times? Because they love superstars Mm. in soccer, and I don't know how, but they've managed to accumulate three of the greatest players in the world in the one team.
0: Great suggestion, Chris. You'd definitely be
1: there. Oh, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, but we all love watching our superstars in soccer. Mm. And it's funny because in the old days, it was always Spain or Italy or England, but mm. now Paris Saint-Germain. They must be very well healed. To have those three players in the one team is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great suggestion. Thank you, mate. We'll try and find you a price. Thanks for the call. Cheers. Uh, Chris there from Rose Bay. Yeah, a lot of the football teams getting nominations, but that's a very, very good suggestion. Junior Smithy says, Morning, Dan. The teams I'd love to see, the Nets, uh, the Philly Eagles and other teams with Australians in them uh, from Junior Smithy. Another good suggestion. Thank you for all those texts and calls. Keep them coming for Vossie and James Magnussen this morning through 1170 Sydney 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Up in Queensland through 1620 Gold Coast and SENQ it'll be pat and heels thanks for your company today breakfast next and i'll catch you back tomorrow morning from 5am have a good day
2: when making the double chicken deluxe at maccas we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli so we doubled it chicken and maccas together and loving it Available after 10:30 a.m. for a limited time only.
1: Stuff for your face and body—it's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality, Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, stuff is helping mental health too. Find stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.